Welcome to Had a Magical Day, the podcast about Disney parks that's like taking a vacation in the middle of your day. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Had a Magical Day. I'm your host, Scott, and I'm here with my co-host, Andrea. Hi, Andrea. Hello, everyone. So, Andrea, we talked about uh, doing, I had this idea of doing the deep dives into certain rides, more of the popular rides, and just explaining everything there is to know about the ride, the background, how the ride works. And whenever we have a guest on, Andrea, you always ask them, like, what their favorite ride is. What's one of the most popular responses that you get? The Haunted Mansion, Scott. <laughs> well, that's good, because that's what we're going to talk about today. Um, yeah. Uh, I think a lot of people have very fondness for that for that ride, and we're going to try to get at the reason why somehow. What are some of your favorite parts about the Haunted Mansion? Like, what do you like about it? So I'll be honest with you. I'm not like a humongous Haunted Mansion fan. Like, mm-hmm. I enjoy it. I remember as a kid having my mind blown when the ghost kind of sits next to you in the little cart. Yeah, at the end, yeah. And I remember, you know, we took my daughter on it when she was maybe about five, and couple years later she told us she had closed her eyes throughout the entire thing because she was so scared mm-hmm. um so i you know i like it it's the kind of thing like if i got to the park and the haunted mansion was closed for the time we were there i wouldn't be devastated i'd be like that's oh, fun i can kind of take it or leave it okay so, but, but i, I want to know why people like it i guess so i'm down to kind of i'm down for this conversation and okay more about it yeah, I mean, some of this will be speculation, but when you hear the background of how it was made, I think that explains a little bit of the, the appeal to it, I think. Um, all right. Wait, so, can I just, I just want yeah. to say one Good. My husband, though, he loved and he, you know, they, you can get a little souvenir card of, you know, how they, um, they take your picture and then your face like turns into one of the, um, one of the ghouls, like it kind of. Yes. Like, if you, like you flick it and it. It alternates between you and, and you know, I, he spent like 15 bucks to get one of those. And I was like, are you crazy? And, um, but he loves it and he has it up in his office. And so <laughs> I, I get like, I might be an outlier with my disinterest in the haunted mansion, but yeah, I, well, I think people love the idea of ghosts anyways. So I, I also have one of those pictures as well. Some kindred spirit with your husband there. Uh, I only bring it out for Halloween though. I don't have it out all year. <laughs> um, yeah, I think people like the idea of ghosts and especially like friendly ghosts. It's kind of the best of both worlds, I, I suppose. Okay, so this idea goes way back. Like as soon as, even when they first started talking about doing a park, Walt had the idea of having like a haunted mansion, but it's gonna be a walkthrough ride. And a lot of the rides initially in Walt's visions were walkthrough rides. Like there used to be, a, I think, I don't know if uh, when we talked about the prospectus or whatever, um, it's not actually in there, but I think uh, our guest talked about it. And they were gonna have like an Edison square and it was gonna be like a history of inventions and you're gonna kind of walk through it. And there's a lot of that in the original planning of Disneyland. Of course, the Edison square idea eventually became Carousel of Progress. <laughs> Another ride that you're not that crazy about, <laughs> Andrea. Um, so originally it was gonna be a walkthrough ride. He asked this imaginary Ken Anderson to write up the story for the Haunted Mansion. So he started to do that and had Rolly Crump, who was another Imagineer, uh, do some of the designs. and. Uh, one of the things he, he did is candelabra and it didn't actually get used in the thing, but it became part of the, the way he drew it was became part of the wallpaper that's now in there. Um, so that was kind of the beginning. And then, you know, eventually what happened was um, they started to, 
they started to put Rolly Crump and Yale Gracie to make the illusions. And so they were working on all these stuff and they like to do scary things. And so they're creating all these scary uh, uh, models and things. And in their office, like people didn't want to come in there because it's so scary. So apparently the story goes. And if you have Disney Plus, like Disney Plus has a show called Behind the Scenes. And so they cover a lot of different rides. They cover this ride. So some of this that I'm going to tell you is in that show, but there's going to be a lot of stuff that's not in that show as well. So apparently the story goes that they, you know, the janitors had to come in there and clean the place and they were afraid to go in their, their office uh, because the things are so scary. And so they asked them if they could like tone it down <laughs> or whatever. And they, they saw that as a challenge. So they made it even more scary and they had timed lights because a lot of the stuff was like black light effects, you know, so yeah. you couldn't see it until the black light comes on. And so they had, they set timers so that it would go off at different, things would go off one after another, like once the person entered the room. And so after that, they got a message from the cleaning service saying, uh, nobody's going to clean your room anymore. You have to do it yourself. <laughs> That's great. That's great. Um, so anyway, so those guys are working on it. And around 1961, they actually start to build the Haunted Mansion in Disneyland. And again, everything I'll tell you in this episode is really only relevant to Disneyland and Disney World. As you know, Andrew, there's different Haunted Mansions like in Disneyland Paris, where you've been, and in Hong Kong, and every every theme park has a Honda Mansion, but the other ones are a little different than the ones in Disneyland and Disney World. So those are the two that we're talking about. So in 61, they start to build it. They finish the exterior of the building in 63, but then they stop. And so that building's just there until 69 when the ride opens, so six years. And they put a sign out front, you know, like they're, it's a retirement home for ghosts. And if you want to apply, go to ghost services. Um, and all sorts of stories started popping up about why it hasn't finished. And there are all sorts of crazy rumors. They're so scary. They couldn't finish it or somebody had died when they're working on it. Um, but do you know the real reason why they kind of stopped working on it in 1963, Andrea, something we talked about not too long ago, uh, supply, supply chain issues or no, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, I have, I have no idea why it took that long. Oh, well, it's because the world's fair. Oh, that's right. That's right. Okay. Yeah. So 64 World's Fair. So they, in the 60s, they started turning all their attention to the World's Fair. Uh, but that was very important to the development of the Haunted Mansion because, as I mentioned, originally it was going to be a walkthrough ride. But when they're doing the World's Fair, as uh, we discussed a few episodes back, they had to move a ton of people through that World's Fair. They're expecting millions of people. And so they created this people mover system that they call the Omnimover. And so that was moving the cars like at the GM exhibit. And uh, so they modified that um, for the Honda Mansion and other rides as well. They actually, the, the system became called the Omnimover. And do you know what the first ride that had that system in it was? It's one that you mentioned oh, as one of the lost rides. Oh, gosh. Oh, I think I know what it is, but I can't think of the name of it. Um, tell, tell me, Scott. Just, Inner Space. Okay. Okay. That's where they, they make you very small. Yeah. They shrink like, you down to like a molecule size. That makes sense. Yeah. And so when they were designing that one, it's in a big dome. It was kind of like the idea that they had for it was it'd be like at the time, this was, you know, in the sixties, um, like the planetariums had become popular. They started doing like these special shows in the planetarium. So the idea is you're in the carpet, they wanted to do different effects and they didn't want you to see the, the effects that were coming up. And so having, the, the ride vehicle shift and rotate was something new that hadn't been done before. So they, you know, they patented this. You can go see how that 
system works if you really want to see how it works. Um, particularly for the, the Haunted Mansion, it's really complicated because there's all sorts of different tracks and it goes up and down. Um, but so they use that, that Omnimover and they decided to use it in the Haunted Mansion. And of course, with the added effect that, you know, the ghost is lowering the bar for you, which is obviously just an automated uh, feature of it. Um, so that was a big thing. And that was Claude Coates now. So what happened was after the World's Fair, Ken Anderson stopped working. He had to work on other stuff. And so um, Mark Davis and Claude Coates began working on the Honda Mansion. And they were both Imagineers and ride designers, particularly Claude Coates designed a lot of the rides and did the layouts. Mark Davis is more of a story person who did all the funny parts. Like if you ever see Pirates of the Caribbean, a Honda Mansion and these rides where there's like a, a gag, it's usually Mark Davis designed it. But so Mark Davis is into characters and gags. Claude Coates wanted to do the scary stuff and the mood of, of, of the atmosphere of being scary. And, and so it ended up being half scary and half funny, basically. Almost, it's almost like in half, like the first half is large, largely the Claude Coates stuff where you, you're building the mood, you get that hallway full of doors and spooks, and then you have Madame Leota. And then all of a sudden you have the party with the, with the ghosts and it gets a little lighter. And then especially at the end, you have a lot of happy haunts and then you have the ghosts following you home. So it's almost like the first half is Claude Coates and the second half is, is Mark Davis. And because of that, I think that's, this balance is kind of what endears the ride to people. I think it gives you a little bit of, oh, is this gonna, if you don't know about it, the first time you go on, is this gonna be scary? Um, and you get a little bit of the, the scares, but you mostly get a lot of fun and a lot of kind of awe-inspiring effects, which is really what I want to talk about. Although I did forget to mention that when I said Ken Anderson had originally been asked to write the story for the Haunted Mansion, and then he left. And while Mark Davis and Claude Coates were, were doing the designs of the ride, it was actually Ex Atencio who wrote the story of what finally became the ride. He also coined, he also wrote the lyrics to Grim Grinning Ghosts. So that's X is for Xavier, Xavier F. Atencio, another, another Imagineer. So Walt just had this thing where he would just grab these artists and people who worked for him and said, hey, I think you, could, you should write the story for this ride, you know, or you should do this. Like Claude Coates was a, a background designer, artist in a lot of the animated features and a really great painter. And Walt took him when they were building Disney World, he said, we want to do the Snow White ride and we need somebody who can make the lighting and the painting work because it was, you know, under black lights and stuff. And they had to, so he was in charge of all that. So after that, he started just being a ride designer and that's all he did for the last half of his career. And he did it very well. He's one of the best. And so I want to talk a little bit now about the ride itself and how it works and some of these effects. Now, Andrea, last time we were talking about uh, tours and events and I mentioned some of the behind the scenes stuff. And you said like that yeah. might ruin it for you, right? You don't want to know all the secrets. Well, yeah. I mean, some of it I'm like really curious about, but some of it I'm kind of like, you know, if I see the, the back of the building and it looks like a warehouse, that's kind of a bummer, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm going to, I'm going to uh, explain how some effects work, but I'm not going to explain all of them, but I'm going to explain a few yeah. ones. Okay. okay. So first, like to talk about the scary part of the ride and, uh, I feel like they really rush it now. So you don't get the same scare that you got initially. But in, when I first went there in the late seventies, you know, the lines weren't that long. And when they'd open the door, like the, the cast member would make a big to deal about it. Like, 
welcome to the haunted mansion and you know be very serious and you get into that room and you'd sit in that room for a couple minutes and you'd watch the portrait of the owner of the mansion getting older and older and now you kind of rush past that and get right into the the room but that's a nice effect and uh, it's basically just projection right they're just it's, it's basically a movie not really a picture um but then you get into the the chamber i don't know what what else to call it yeah the, but, the room that grows and shrinks yes or, or yeah. grows actually right stretches. yeah so when you're in that room and it it stretches up and you see the the paintings right those they become very funny that's mark davis for you but then what happens after that andrea you see the bottoms of the paintings that are kind of violent and terrifying oh they're kind of funny though aren't they i mean well, they're funny I mean, they're yeah. supposed to be a little like there's a sense of humor, but it's a little bit violent. But yeah, that's, but that's okay. the Mark Davis thing with a little bit of sense of humor. But what happens? What's the big finale of that part of the room? Oh, gosh, been a couple of years. Uh, <laughs> bottom, you open the doors and you go into the. No, 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 no. First, they tell you there's no way out. There's no doors or windows. Oh, okay. how, how do you get out? And he says, there's my way out. And there's a lightning flash and you see the oh, guy hanging. So that's right. pretty scary, it's, especially for kids, you know. Um, yeah. I Scott, you can tell I it didn't leave too much of an impact. I mean, I guess, <laughs> all right. And, you know, I'm I'm appreciating kind of what you're saying and all the thought and energy that gets into this. But as a, you know, person that's kind of a little bit indifferent to this ride, I guess my problem with it is like, I don't find it particularly funny or particularly scary. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, I'm sure that the it might make me unpopular to say that. But if I'm just being honest, I'm kind of like, yeah, that's cute, whatever. And I think maybe as a child, I was a little bit afraid, but as an adult, I've never been like, mm -hmm. in it. I yeah. So I think for you, for you, it's like you're saying, it's not enough of either one for you. You got it. Yeah. I think for, for others, there's a little bit of both. And so they're kind of happy with that, but it's really the effects. I think that make people keep sure. coming back, sure. you know? And, um, and, and also like, you know, the effects in 2022, we've got all sorts of crazy stuff going on, virtual reality, et cetera. But yeah, you think back, you know, 20 years from, or 50 years ago, and really it's pretty incredible what they were doing in there. Yes. And, and, and a lot of it's very simple, which is why I want to talk about it. Cause it's kind of cool what they did with, you know, old technology. In fact, uh, you know, I met this Imagineer at the destination D23 and he's saying, you know, it's smoke and mirrors and it literally is smoke and mirrors for a lot of it. Um, and so we'll talk about that. So when you get in the ride, you found, so now you've got, Oh, first a little trivia for you. So on the room, is the room, is the roof actually stretching up or is the floor actually going down? I would say the roof is stretching up. Well, the answer is, is both. <laughs> so in Disneyland, it's actually an elevator that goes down and it had to go down because they didn't have enough where they built the, the, the building. There's a railroad track behind it for the, the Disneyland Railroad and they have to go under the track. So you're actually going down and going under the track and going out back uh, of the park. Whereas in Disney World, they had enough space where they could do it. They had all the space they need in that behind that Honda Mansion. So you don't have to go down. The roof actually stretches up in Disney World. Um, so next thing you do, you get on the ride, you get in your dune buggy and the ghost lowers the bars for you. And it's obviously just a, a mechanical device that does that underneath the tracks. Uh, and then you see a, a bunch of uh, portraits and the eyes of the portraits are following you. And then you start to go down this hallway. The first thing you see in the hallway is this 
candelabra floating down this long hall. Yep. Yep. And you know, any anytime you see the floating stuff, like even in Madame Leota's, there's a lot of things that are floating. That's just you have something with the black wire hanging in a dark room. You can't see the wire. Um, but the depth is I thought it was strictly done with mirrors, but it's mirrors with forced perspective as well, which is a trick all throughout the park that makes things look further away than they are. Like they do that on Main Street USA. The buildings look like they have three stories, but each story is a little shorter than the one before it. So they, and the way the street is designed, it makes the castle look further away and bigger than it, than it actually is. So the same thing there with that hallway. And then you go down the hallway and there's doors creaking open and all that. And that's, and there's a, a guy in a casket trying to get out of the casket. And then you come into Madame Leota's, which is one of the big set pieces in the Haunted Mansion. And like I mentioned, you have things that are floating around in, in the ceiling, but the big thing is you have Madame Leota, whose head is in a crystal ball and she's speaking. And so that effect is projection. You know, they're projecting film onto this head, but it's really kind of tricky to do. There's a nice YouTube video if somebody actually did it on their own. And so you have to, you can't take like a perfectly shaped mannequin head because the light won't hit it the right way. You actually have to flatten parts of it and make the features bigger, like the nose and the, and the eyebrows so that it, it works correctly. Um, and the, the nice part there is the, uh, the woman who's Madame Leota was actually an Imagineer, uh, Leota Tombs, and her daughter became a, an Imagineer as well. And she's also the same person at the very end of the ride who's talking to you, that little figure as you, as you leave. Um, so that again, that effect's not very complicated. It's hard to get the, a lot of it's done with lighting and it's hard to get the lighting exactly right. And we'll talk about that a little bit. There's a thing called the Hatbox Ghost. Now, I don't know if you've seen the Hatbox Ghost. When was the last time you were on the Haunted Mansion, Andrea? Um, gosh, it must be about four years now, five years. Oh, yeah, it might've been there. It might've been there. Maybe three years. It, was so it wasn't bad. part part of the original ride. It was an idea that Yale Gracie had for this effect. So the hat box ghost is this ghost whose head pops off his head and ends up in the hat box. So he's holding a hat box in his hand and the head goes back and forth between his head and, and the hat box. And they had it working fine in the, in the lab, but then when they put it into the, into the ride itself, the lighting, there's too much ambient light. And so the effect didn't work. And uh, this guy, Daniel Joseph, uh, who's I met at the destination D23. He's an illusionaire and he figured out how to get it just right. And so they brought it back for the 50th anniversary of the Honda mansion in Disneyland. And then they eventually brought it over to uh, Disney world as well in the last couple of years. So after Madame Leota's um, you get out on some more hallways and you go to uh, you come to the library and you have these busts and the bus seem to turn and follow you as you go. Do you want to hear how they do that illusion? Uh, let me guess. So I would say a combination of lighting and robots. Well, there Not is robots. lighting. There's no robots. And so they kind of discovered this by accident. There was, uh, you know, they're often, they're making animatronics and so they're, they have all these figures and they have to make molds for these figures. And so somebody noticed that when you, there was a mold sitting there but it wasn't facing him, it was the back of the mold. So he's looking at the inside of the mold. And you notice that as he walked by it, it seemed to follow him. Oh, okay. So it's actually just half of a mold. And with the right lighting, it will, it will look like it's following you as you move. 
That's pretty incredible though. Cause I, you know, like, and I guess here's the thing with it is, you know, next time I go on this, I'll kind of pay a lot more attention to kind of what I'm looking at. And like I said before, it kind of like, oh, okay, whatever. But, you know, when you think about all the work that goes into it, that's when it gets kind of impressive and kind of, and this was all new stuff. It wasn't like they were just, you know, repeating something that some other park had maybe done. Yeah. Um, I mean, the attention to detail in all the rides is just really right. incredible when you get down to it and you actually look, look at it closely. And sometimes, you know, you're so busy with what's in front of you that you don't notice like the level of detail that goes into these things. And so I think that same effect, I think is what they do in the portraits. Although they don't know this for a fact, it's just, I'm just speculating, but I think when those eyes follow you, I think they're, I think it's like the inverse of an eye in a mold, you know? Gotcha. And so it looks like it's following you. If they have the lighting, right. It looks like it's following you as you go by it. All right. So then after that library, you come to the, the big piece that everybody loves, I think more or less if they love the ride. Um, and that's called the the death day party. It's not a birthday party because they're all dead. It's a death day party. Oh, like the ballroom with the dancing ghosts and stuff. Yes, right? So you have the ballroom, people are dancing. Go ahead. Very impressive. Yeah, yeah. Uh, describe more of that that part since you're, you're already talking about the ballroom dancing. Let's explain oh, that. Yeah, that's kind of like, yeah, that's the part that always kind of stood out to me. I think even as a kid, I was like, you know, well, especially as a kid, but even as an adult, I was kind of like, all right, that's cool. So I feel like you're perched above it, if I'm right. And you're kind of looking down, if I remember correctly. Yes. Sort of. Or, you're you close. Yeah. You, I feel you're, like you're, you're half right. Okay. Uh, what else is there besides the, the dancing and the people blowing out the cake? And stuff? Yeah, no, I just remember like the the ghosts dancing together with each other and just being really kind of impressed as to how they did that. Yeah. So there's the ghost dancing. Then it's also up above, there's somebody in the chandeliers and there's the two okay. a portrait of two guys who turn and shoot each other. And oh, so, you know what? I don't even think that registered with me. I think I was just always fascinated by the dancing that I just focused on that. There's so much going on in that room that it's hard to take in in one pass. Like unless you've been on it like lots of times like I have, you you won't notice everything going on in that room. Um, but you're right. You're, you're elevated, but there's things above you and below you. And what's okay. above you and below you are actually the animatronics that you're looking at. And so this is an old effect called Pepper's Ghost that was invented by a guy named Pepper in the 1860s for a theater effect. And so he found that if you had like a real object offstage and you lit it, well, you had to be in the dark and you had to have a pane of glass between that and the audience. And if you light it up correctly, it will appear through the glass as a ghost. Okay. You know how often you see something in the glass, you see reflection in the glass. Right, right. Yep. So that's basically what this is. There's actually a huge sheet of glass between you and that scene. Right. And below you are the figures that are dancing and blowing out the cake or whatever. And above you are the figures that shoot each other and and hang out in the chandelier. And so they light those up. When they light those up, that's when the ghosts, they appear as ghosts to us through the glass, basically. Okay. Yeah. And so that's the effect. It's called Pepper's Ghost. And so it's really cool. And one of the key little trivia things that you can do about that, because when they made the figures on the dancing, like traditionally the man is leading the woman. And so that's what the figures are doing below you. But because it's, they're reflected through the glass, when you actually look at the scene, the women are leading the men on the dancing. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
So it's a little bit of a more trivia for you. Um, then I think the next room after that, there's a bunch of upside down stairs and things like that, um, which is looks kind of like MC Escher kind of thing, but it's really inspired. Walt had been to, there's a haunted house supposedly in San Francisco. And in that house, I forget the name, it's pretty famous. It might be the Winchester house, maybe I, the name, I think that might be it, but it's got stairs to nowhere in that house. They have these staircases that just go <laughs> up to a wall or whatever, they don't go anywhere. Um, and so he was inspired by that. He wanted something like that in the, in the mansion. Oh, another thing I forgot to mention at the early storytelling part of it, like Ken Anderson and these people were doing the mansion story and trying and really comfort doing the designs. They were gonna do something like really, they wanted a really dilapidated haunted looking building, but Walt didn't want anything in the park that didn't look pristine. Right. And so he said, he said, we'll take care of the outside. The ghost can have the inside. <laughs> so it can be dilapidated on the inside, but it can't be on the outside. So that's why all the Honda mansions are very, uh, they look like the buildings are, are clean and, and neat on the outside. Um, although I think in one of the newer ones that might be Hong Kong or whatever, they have like a Western section and they felt it was appropriate there to have a rundown haunted house. So there's only one, there's, that's the only one. Otherwise, Walt wanted all the, uh, the buildings to be clean in the park. And so that's why it looks that way on the outside. And also in, in Disneyland, it's in New Orleans Square. So it has a very New Orleans architecture in Walt Disney World. Um, they, they're off of Liberty Square. And so it has a Hudson Valley architecture is what they use yeah. for that. Um, but anyways, back to the, the ride itself. We've gone through the room with the stairs. You have the thing with the, the hatchet bride and her effects. Again, that's mostly projection and lighting. And uh, then you get to the big finale which is the cemetery scene with all the ghosts flying around and everything. So you have the, uh, you have the bus that are singing. Right. And again, that's projection, just like Madame Leota. Uh, also a lot of the bus are people who work, worked on the Honda mansion. There's some Imagineers, uh, there's other people. And then they also have kind of a tribute to the old haunted houses of the day. You know, that's basically the air, uh, propelled things that pop up and so you, right, have a, right. you have a few of those in there and then you have the hitchhiking ghosts right Which is, was always my favorite I, yeah. I, I get, even you know i just it's as a kid i would freak out and love it and as an adult i remember freaking out and loving it as a kid still makes me smile today yeah and so you see the three of them hitchhiking and then you turn in the mirror and you see one with you now originally it was just a simple effect where one ghost would appear in your buggy and that was just a two-way mirror and again the same type of effect the the actual ghost was on the other side of that mirror and now they've changed it using newer technology they like they'll take your head off and switch heads with the ghosts or whatever and, and those are really cool effects and that's again a two-way mirror with some sort of projection going on there which is a, a fun way to end it and that really is kind of the end of the thing so also if you notice when uh, when you get out of the ride, they have a little cemetery with animals in it. And a lot of the things are tied to, I can't go through all of them, but one of the ones that I always like to point out there is, you know, they used to have Mr. Toad's Wild Ride at Disney World and Disneyland. They don't have it at Disney World anymore. I don't think they have it at Disneyland even. Uh, but when they got rid of the ride in Disney World, they put a, a tombstone for Mr. Toad in the Honda Mansion Pet Cemetery. Sure. And, and at the front, there's some busts now 
and those busts are also Imagineers who worked on it. Those are, uh, I think Mark Davis and some of the other folks are in there that I've mentioned. And if you read the tombstones that they have, they have the funny tombstones or whatever. Right, right. And one is Master Gracie. That's supposed to be Yale Gracie, who was one of the Imagineers on that ride who did most of the illusions that we talked about, like the, the, uh, the death party scene with all the dancing ghosts and all that. So that's the background of the Honda Mansion. Uh, well, any, any questions that I didn't cover, Andrea? No, I think I think that's pretty good. And I think you know, similar to when we had Gary talking to us about the Carousel of Progress, you know, I think it's one of those things that in 2022 we've got so much technology and we can be a little bit jaded. But you got to kind of, for me at least, to really kind of enjoy it and appreciate it, you got to step back. And I think I always kind of go on these rides looking for like, okay, what's thrilling? What's really exciting? And, you know, to me, I'm not a big horror person. And um, so I'm, I, you know, I'm never scared on it. So that part kind of misses. But like, I think next time I, I go on it, I'm going to have a new appreciation to kind of pay attention to how they're actually doing this stuff and kind of the, the technology that went into it at the time to create it. And, and, you know, we'll see where it goes in the next, next 10 years, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. When you go the next time, so I didn't explain everything, but there's a couple of things like there's one part when you're in the hallway and there's these paintings and then the lightning flashes and the paintings change and they become very right. horrifying. Um, so I'll, I'll leave it to you to kind of think about how they do that next time you see it. And there's another part where the, the wallpaper has eyes and the eyes are blinking. And I thought a lot about how that was done. And when I found out how it's really done, it's different than I thought it was done. So it's something for our listeners to think about when, when they're on the ride. All right. Well, Scott, once again, I thank you for, um, you know, kind of dropping some Haunted Mansion knowledge on me. And I, I'm i going to approach this with an open mind next time. Yeah. All right. All right. Thanks, Andrea. How do we uh, wrap up the show? Okay. Well, I guess, you know, I don't know what will happen, but I do know one thing that will happen is that we'll see, see you, you real soon. <laughs>